¿Qué tal mi gente? What's going on people? Welcome to episode number 100. So this is a special. I reached to a milestone. I reached to a milestone of 100 episodes of Latino Vegano. As you guys can see, or you can see, but at least you, you can hear it. I mean, I'm back. I'm back in Houston after a long three months in Panama and I also went to Colombia. And I have so many things to share to you guys. So I wanted to take a, a special moment to kind of go over a little bit of my experience in Panama in this 100 episode in Colombia as well from, from my perspective now. And I wanted to share it with you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, this is episode number 100 of Latino Vegano. And, you know, let's go. All right, did you like that? Yeah, so I'm testing this new gadget, this new device um, that I just got. And it's kind of cool because they have a couple options. So, like, yeah. you can laugh at my joke now. <laughs> right? And at the same time, um, yeah, I get the opportunity to record. Um, this is some amazing sounds and some amazing things with this new device. But anyway, that's for a different episode. So, I usually always, you know, go ahead and give you guys a message or something positive for the most part, something that you guys can take in and run with it right away, either from a lifestyle standpoint, from a business standpoint, or just from a, just from an ethical standpoint also. Uh, I try to cover all those elements or even more to that. But today I wanted to talk to you guys about um, how I went to jail while I was in Panama, and I'm being honest with y'all. And um, it was just a, it's such a really interesting story because from this pers- from this story, I have so much to share with you guys, and, um, and I'm sure you guys will be wondering like, what what did you do? Like, how did you get in jail? And uh, I'll share the whole story uh, with you guys um, through this podcast, through this episode, because I think it's it's convenient that I share with you guys a little bit of of what happened. And, and, and why and how do I was able to manage? So I wanted to name this episode like like I I ate vegan while I was in jail, but um but it it, does, it doesn't really matter. Like at that point, the whole situation was was very interesting and how it happened and how I was able to manage to to just stay consistent. But there's so much so much learning out of this out of that experience that I want to share with you guys that. There's so much value that you guys can take, and then there's so much opportunity to, to kind of talk about several things that actually were very important for me while I was in that, that stay in jail for for several days. But um, but I think before I even go further into the story, I need to I need to start I need to start from the beginning, like what happened and, and how how this happened. So so before that. You guys know that I was recently in Panama, uh, went back home, went to my hometown. Um, even prior to going to Panama, I went to Colombia, to Bogota, to the capital of Colombia. I stayed there for a week. It was an amazing experience. I met a lot of good people. I had great some, I ate some really great vegan food. And on top of that, I also, also did a lot of tourism, saw a lot of places. So it was a wonderful experience. So I was in Colombia for about a week. And then from there, I went back to I went to Panama 
Um, and uh, I decided to stay for for quite some time. And it's been a while that I go. Uh, I have been back in Panama for that long. Um, I left Panama back in 2004, uh, moved to the U.S. So um, it's been almost, what, 18, 19 years I've been living in the U.S. now. And, um, and, and, and since, since I left Panama, I haven't been back to, to it for such a period of time. I would be, you know, shortly short trips, smaller trips that I've been going back and forth, uh, seeing my family and whatnot. But for this time, I decided to stay a little longer than usual. So, um, so yeah, so this trip, I did this trip and, uh, I did it right exactly by around November when this was my dad's birthday and I decided to stay there for, for, for quite some time. And so basically, so basically when I was there, I decided to say, well, you know what? I'm going to stay in November, which is my dad's birthday. And I will stay a little longer to December, which is my birthday. And then I'm going to actually cross over to January, which is my mom's birthday, and I should be back into the U.S., but I ended up staying all the way to March just recently. So the question was like, why did you stay that long? And, um, and and there were several reasons. There's so many things that I had to share, but I'm going to focus this time on sharing you guys my experience on going to jail. And and this is, this is a situation that... Um, that I think I, I definitely have to share with you guys because it is you can take it as, as as many ways. You can take it as a negative situation, you can take it as a positive situation. And I think all things happen for a reason, right? Uh, we have control of the things that we can do. Uh, and and then at the same time it allows me to to spin through the situation and see the uh, the flip side of it, right? So so back in back into that before I left Panama back in two thousand and what year was that two thousand and four so it was two thousand and three two thousand and three so a year before I left um, Panama I uh, I opened a business with my business partner right so I graduated I graduated school in two thousand and two uh, I graduated my master's degree in two thousand and two and then um, I just got laid off from a for my five, six years company that I was working for, uh, they gave me a pretty nice settlement check back then. And I took some of that money and opened a business. So I got some business partner. We opened a business. We opened a business in a, uh, in a, in a province of Panama, uh, which is about about an hour away from from um, Panama City. For those people that don't know, it's the, name of the, the name of the province is Colón which is um, right by the Atlantic side of, of the Atlantic coast of Panama, right? So um, so if you don't know Panama, Panama is one of is, is one of the countries, if not the only country that you can actually go from the Atlantic to the Pacific, a little nugget there, in about, about an hour and a half, two hours, no more than two hours you can get from one coast to the other coast. We have that, that luxury. So anyway, so I'm here in Panama, and so I'm here opening the business, and uh, we opened a store. Uh, it was a uh, it was a boutique. It was a boutique store. Uh, we sell clothes and CDs and stuff like that. Mostly aimed to like an urban store, right? So it kind of hip hop, reggae kind of vibes type of store, uh, Caribbean ish type of store. Um, very this is very common for our culture. So I opened the store and. Um, 
And I remember that for a lot of the time I was part of, of the, I was being very hands-on with my, with my business partner. We were staying there for a long period of time, helping out, putting the business together and so on and so forth, you know, getting all the market, market, marketing all the merchandise together so we were doing a lot of that that prep work right and um and i remember that it was kind of like uh like when you know when 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 you have a business like that you i was gonna stay actually in the business like sleeping in the business so literally i was like so in tune so i was staying in the back because there was a there was a store in the front and there was a kind of like a small room on the back so I was staying in the back, sleeping on the mattress. I used to wake up early, open the business, get things done, handle things. And then at night, I just used to close the business and sleep in the back. I wasn't even going home. So for that time, I actually moved to this province, to this place. So I was staying there for a while. And anyway, and let me let me go back. So even before I opened the store, the first night, uh, of us being ready to open, to launch, to just open the doors for the first time. We, it was a Friday. We decided to, my partner, my business partner and I decided to go out and get a blender. I remember that clearly, like, oh, let's go get a blender because we can not only use it to make breakfast, but we can also make it to make smoothies for our customers and whatnot. So all that was, you know, was pretty much our plan. So... We um we closed we we finished prepping the store. It was a Friday Friday night. Uh, it was not dark yet, so it was about what, five o'clock. I want to say four four thirty four o'clock, and um we left we left the store. We closed it. It was not even open yet, but we closed we closed the store. We left and we decided to cash, uh, take my car because I had a car back then and drive to yeah to I mean to a close by store. Just to kind of like a Walmart type, you know, to pick up a blender, and um, and we got pulled over by cops. So it was uh there were several of them, right? I count, I counted like about five or six cops, and they um, they asked us to step off the car, like get off the car, and they started searching me, and they started searching my business partner. This is back in two thousand and three, okay? So they searched me, they searched my business partner. I didn't find anything on off, of course. They searched my business partner, and they started searching my vehicle. So they searched my vehicle. Uh, I think like four, three or four cops searching my vehicle. And then I think cops number five or number six, one of those, uh, suddenly found uh, something in my car. He said, hey, there's some drugs here. There's some marijuana, basically. He says he found marijuana in my vehicle. And at this point, I'm like, that's not mine. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't use drugs. I mean, I'm I'm vegan because I was ve- I went vegan in 2002 for people that don't know. So this happened in 2003. So I was already one year vegan, right? Being vegan had nothing to do. But what I'm saying is like I don't do any of those things. So that's not mine. So then I asked my business partner if it was his, and he said no, that's not mine either. So at that point, I said, well, that's not that's not mine. So I mean, obviously, that's his had to be a setup, and then um. And then, of course, the cops didn't like that. You know, they they felt disrespected for saying that. But then um, they were like, well, we had to take you into investigation, blah, blah, blah. So they took my car. They took us to, like, the closest or the nearest um, police station. So here, so here's the thing, guys. When you, um, 
it's, this is so simple. Like the only thing they needed to do was they needed to grab my driver's license, and and they just put it in the system. They just put my social security number or my cellular for people that understand what I'm talking about, uh, my ID basically, and then um, and then all my entire record will be able to show it up. If I'm clean, I'm clean, right? So this is as simple as it sounds. It should have just, that's that's all they needed to do. Um, they did that. They didn't find nothing on me, of course. They didn't find nothing on my business partner either. And but they still lock us up. So this is the first time I'm in the cell, like in the jail cell, literally. Like they call this detention or prevention, however they want to call it, because it's like a pre, it's like a pre-sale, like a pre, it's pre-jail basically. Like you, they 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 lock you in there before they take you to the big big cell, big jail. Which is, I mean, it's still horrible. It's a horrible place to be, right? I mean, to me, I'm you. You basically stripping away my privacy. My you stripping away everything that I got, right? Because of who knows what, some some stupid stuff. There was really no reason for me to be in that situation back then. Okay, so the cop said that I got drugs on me. Whatever, that's not true. I'm saying that it's a lie. That it's not true. Blah blah blah. They still locked me in. They got me in there for, it was a Friday, right? Because I told you guys that it was a Friday when that happened. So they said, well, you're going to have to stay here because the judge didn't come till Monday. That was, a, that was the reason. Oh, you have to stay here because the judge didn't come until Monday, and then well, Monday we'll figure it out. So that was their excuse. So literally, they kept me there all weekend because they said that the judge was not available till Monday, Okay. So we stayed there. Um, I, I, I had some. I had my other business because I had two business partners. You know, we call him, and a couple of other friends came through, and they were just staying there, trying to give us more support, trying to see if they can get us out. But there's really nothing that they can do. Do so. We stayed there the entire weekend until Monday. They let us out. They gave me about my car, my driver's license. They had me actively. They had me sign some paperwork, and it was it. Go on my way, and that was the end of it. Right. So that happens. That happened then in 2003. So here I am. I'm like, man, this is a dumb situation. Oh, and then what happened is like four months later, um, I had to close the business because is um, I got some robbery came through my business one day and they took everything. So I closed the business. I closed everything and I moved back to the city. So at this point, I'm like, wow, you know, my experience here was now. Very good. I need to do something. I went back to work, and after that, um, a, little, a year later or a couple months later, I moved into America. So this happens to me back in 2003. So when this situation happened, I'm here thinking I need to change my life and all that kind of thing. I never stopped being vegan, you know. Never that ever stopped me being vegan. Actually, I got even more profound in my vegan uh, journey. At the same time, for a lot of people, uh, I was in. Uh, I was also learning about myself and learning a lot of things about life and about empowerment and all the different things. But the point is that I went. I dealt with this situation back in two thousand and three. Why did I bring this up now? Why sharing this story with you guys? This is a very personal story because this has everything to do with what I'm going to tell you now. So, I'm. This has been so. This has been almost twenty years, right? Almost twenty years. 
So I've been I've been back to Panama several times in and out. Um and you know everything's been good, whatever. And so this time around I went back to I went back to Panama and on December 18, right? So that was about 3 days after my birthday. I'm actually celebrating my my birthday that that day. It's December 18. I got pulled over by cops again. And um, and I was told that I needed to go, that I needed to go to uh, uh <clears throat> that I needed to go to. This is this story is this, this, this. anyway. So that I needed to go to, I needed to go to a, the closest police station because there was a order, I have an order of arrest. I was like, what? Which doesn't really make any sense to me because how can I have a order of arrest? When literally two days ago, I just went and got my, so in Spanish, the word is record policivo, which is kind of like my record. You know, they go into my record, to my credit, and then you should check to see if you have any type of um, violation, rule, anything that's like. I just literally did this a day ago or a few days ago, and everything was fine. Nothing came up. So I was kind of concerned why is this guy saying what this cop is saying that um, there was an order of arrest under my name when I was like, there's nothing that came out of my record. So at this point, I'm very concerned about this whole situation and why this guy is saying that. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go because I had nothing to hide, right? I got nothing to hide. I'm clean. I mean, I'm, everything is good. So why am, I, why am I even tripping? So guys, so I end up going to I end up going to nearest police station. They took me in, and they they literally end up locking me up again. So I got handcuffed. They put me in the cell, and then they told me that I had to wait till Monday because the judge don't work on weekends. So this is like a deja vu. Like uh, it happened the same story over again. Twenty years later, I, it, it just happened again. Like. Literally the same story. And so I'm like, what's going on? And it was like, yeah, there's an order of arrest and we have to send you back to Cologne. So the same place that happened 20 years ago, the same situation that happened 20 years ago, is the same situation that's happening now. Like, this is crazy. Like, what is it about this place? What is it about the situation? Like, what's going on? Like, why do I need to go back to the same place? Like, what, what's, what is it? So at this point, I have I wasn't really sure what was going on. I wasn't understanding what was going on. The cops can not even tell me. The cops are lying. They're saying all kind of stuff. And I'm not getting any answers. So so I, end, I ended up calling my parents because somebody had to come pick up the car that I was driving. They ended up coming, and then we ended up calling the lawyer. And um, I, I got to give a shout-out to, to my cousin because my cousin is a lawyer, a really good lawyer. Uh, and then she helped me out, but she she helped me out a lot. Initially, to try to figure it out what was going on and why were they having me in there for, and what was all the reason. So, long story short, guys, um, they locked me in because basically the government was saying that there was um, there was an order of arrest for me due to um, that I never handled that case back in two thousand and three. <laughs> I'm like, what do I need to handle? I thought that case was like done. So supposedly, I was supposedly needed to go to court for that case because they found that amount of marijuana in my vehicle, and uh, and 
at the same time, I declare that it was my responsibility since it was in my car. But at the same time, um, I stated in the declaration that it was not mine. So since I said that, they wanted me to take you to court, take me to court, so somebody can be responsible, somebody be responsible of that drug that they found. So then, this is the thing, guys. Supposedly, they found that in my vehicle, and they say that I made myself responsible of that. But at the same time, the amount they found was like 0.5 grams. And I think, and then the legal amount of marijuana you can use for personal use, like two grams. So I'm here saying you guys are really bugging out for literally pulling me over, lock me in the whole weekend, my birthday weekend, 20 years later for 0.5 grams of marijuana. Like this doesn't even make no sense. I told you back then that I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. And I'm telling you the same thing right now. I don't smoke the drink or do drugs. And I'm vegan. So what are you talking about? Like, this is this is unacceptable. So I went back to jail December 18, 2022. I'm sorry. December 18, of two, yeah. December 18, 2021. I went back to jail for... Uh, supposedly me possession of marijuana, I guess. That was the, the that was the supposedly um thing that I did wrong, I guess, right? So I went back to jail for that and since then I needed to wait till Monday for the judge to be available, I stay in prison for the whole weekend again. So this is this is one of those situations that you like What's going on? Like, wh- why? You know, you ask so many questions, right? So, I was like, all right. I was trying to stay calm. And during that time, like, how do I survive? Because this is just another episode. I'm going to share that in a different episode. You guys would like me to share what did I do? How was my experience while I was in jail? And what happened at the end? I just wanted to keep it short, you know. But what I think I wanted to tell you guys is that this is the second part of this story, and then this is a longer even story, and I will share it with you guys if you guys would like me to share it, but the point is that there was a lot of injustice, of course, it was happening to me, but I think it could have happened to a better person because I don't know how nobody else would have handled it, you know? I mean, uh, I came alive, I came successful from all that situation, and not only that, but at the same time, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about me, I learned a lot about people, I learned about awareness, you know? Nothing can make me change the way I think and the way I believe and the things I do. Only people can make you change if they want if you will let allow them to change you. But then nobody can when I'm sticking to my ground and saying that that's not mine and asking God at the universe that hey, get me out of this because you know I'm not, I don't I didn't do anything. And then that's exactly how it happened. So I learned a lot about this experience. I learned a lot about myself. How do I control myself? How do I control situations? How do I feel about situations? How do I let the situation determine who I am? So I was able to manage a lot of those things and came through and and it worked out for me. So I just wanted to share this with you guys. And again, if you got an interest in hearing, second part, what happened? How do I got out? (laughs) <laughs> just let me know and I will share you guys in episode in another episode how I was able to manage this situation 
and went to jail. And I still remain bigger, of course. And I even flinch. And I didn't lose my cool and I maintain all my optimism all the way to the end. All right. Well, thank you guys. Since you haven't heard the podcast, please subscribe. Don't forget about us. This helps us a lot to reach to a lot of more people. And I can always tell you guys, love, peace, bigger. See you guys later.